Well, good evening, folks. It is Friday night. Usually we're on on Thursday night, but because yesterday, of course, we had on from Kansas State prior to his big game at New Orleans. I'd like to thank Will Howard once again for coming on with me last night. That was a fun and fastest show on record for Broad Street South Network. And by the way, I am Angel Martinez. We are live here in the Tampa, Florida studios, lgdirect.net. If you guys need apparel and or payment solutions to your credit card terminals, please visit lgdirect.net. And yes, it is a cold Friday night. Rare that I ever say that coming from the Tampa area, but it is cold across the United States. But we started about 65 degrees this morning. Uh, when I walked in the studio this evening, it was about 50 degrees. Right now, it is about 46, and we are getting down to about 30 to 29 degrees, which is rare all the way down in Tampa, Florida. So it's going to be a chilly night, but the person that will be heating up the night tonight will be Paul Hill. He is with me tonight as he tries his very best to get on with the TBL team, and we'll talk about the team he played for prior before trying out for the TBL. So it should be a lot of fun talking about Paul with him, also a chief marketing strategist, at least the way I say, because he's involved with, of course, other projects as well. So like everyone else, everyone likes to try out for the TBL, but they also have another gig they end up doing as the season gets ready to start. So it'll be a fun night tonight to talk with Paul and figure out exactly where he would like to play just to see. And then we'll all come together in the month of February out in Indianapolis for the Combine to see how all this ends up playing out. But it's going to be interesting nonetheless. Also, I'd like to thank everyone who tunes in from 102.9 The Game. I do appreciate you, the listener, for always tuning in. And for everyone on this cold, blustery night, if you're not doing anything else, hey, I'm glad that you're here with us this evening. So with that being said, it is episode 173 as we get closer and closer to episode 200. And I appreciate the love and support from everyone. But more importantly, I thank you, the listener, for always viewing in here in America overseas, in South America, and around the world. I do appreciate it. So with that being said, I'm Angel, and welcome to Broad Street South. And here with me tonight, it is the man himself, Paul Hill. Paul, first of all, thank you for joining me here tonight on the show. I do appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Not a problem. Listen, it, and, you know, it's, it is cold. It's December. By the way, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's to everybody out there. Uh, number one, first and foremost, don't forget that without God's blessing, all of this will not happen. So make sure not only say your prayers to your family, but also your prayers to the man above because he makes all this happen. And it's always appreciative. But so, Paul, the one thing I want to start off with, you know, and I've seen, I, I guess, kind of before we get into TBL, we saw someone recently pass away that we've seen probably one of the happiest men in America. And when we talk about different parts of, of our own different lives and, and mental health, mental health awareness, which I know that, that you like to get yourself involved in, you know, things like that come as a surprise because no one saw that one coming. And anytime you would see Twitch, and, and that's who we're talking about here at the moment, you would see how happy he was with his wife, his family. I mean, they just celebrated their ninth year as a, uh, for the wedding and every picture, like anytime you would see him on Ellen anywhere, anybody ran into him, they always talked about how happy he was. And then, you know, it, it's a shame how life ends up. And, and just the same way, like with Robin Williams, very happy go lucky guy started rebounding in his career. And then all of a sudden he was gone. So right. as we know, we all try to live good, positive mental lives as far as trying to always see the upside of things. And we know there's times, you know, when things creep up, things end up getting in, in our heads that we don't want to be in there, but it happens because it's just, it's life in general. But I, I like to get at least your thoughts upon like today's mental health awareness before we get into a little bit of the TBL talk, because it just seems like at this time of the year, when everyone should be, you know, with their families and friends and remembering what happened in 2022, as we get it ready for 2023, I just want to get some of your reflection upon, you know, what, how you feel that mental health is and especially how important it is to you and your family. Well, mental, oh man, like 
you never, it's crazy because you never know who's going through it behind closed doors. And a lot of things that people may perceive to the world or a lot of things that people try to portray or make it seem like they're happy all the time and everything seems good. You never know that the demons that they're battling, the demons that they're fighting and they choose not to speak about it. And for some people, it is very unfortunate that for the people who don't, uh, seek the help or speak out or have that person to confide in and that's when you hear tragic stories like this so it's it's very tragic and a lot of men and women should be speaking up when it comes to mental health and mental awareness because you just never know a person could be smiling every day and you, you would think that the happiest person in the world but could be the most miserable person in their mind mentally and you have like you have crazy stories that people be doing taking their own life or uh depression drinking alcohol or you know doing whatever that they can to try to suppress their memories and it's just a shame that it's not mostly talked about so it is very important to express and keep a like keep an awareness because it could be the person closest to you it could be your right hand or left hand man it could be one of your family members someone that you look up to and you just never see it coming. So it is very unfortunate. My prayers go out to him and his family. And oh yeah, it's just, it's a very touchy subject to talk about. No, it definitely is. And it's a shame because again, this time of the year, everybody, you know, we, we lose different family members, different friends throughout, throughout the year. Right. And every year it seems like we hope that we don't lose someone, but we do. And it's unfortunate when I, whether it's coming up on age, God forbid it's, you know, it's cancer, some crazy illness, but when someone takes their own life and, and as happy as they are, it's the most tragic thing that, that anybody could ever go through. So again, our prayers out to Twitch's family uh, and his friends. And, and I mean, he was loved around the world. I mean, it, that, the outpouring of prayers and the people that, that support him throughout the years, he's just, it's incredible. And it's a shame. And we hope that anyone that's going through anything, always reach out to someone. I mean, you'd be surprised. Sometimes people say, man, I, I don't want to hear that person. But it's not true because a lot of times you don't know. Or if you know of someone that obviously is going through something and it just seems a little off, like, man, you're kind of having an off day, speak to them because you never know. Everybody's going through it. Financially, everybody's going through it. So we just try and make the best we possibly can with everyone. So with that being said, now kind of fast forwarding here into you as far as your career on the basketball side of the house we get that going before we talk about your uh, as far as human services with the services that you belong with but most <laughs> out of the house here the the one thing is you played with st louis spirit before and it's it's again it's completely different when it comes from the tbl side of the house but i want you to at least to, to showcase what you did with St. Louis, and then what are you trying to accomplish as far as being with a team, as far as what can you do with them? How do you, would you get yourself involved with the community? And then what can you bring to the team itself? Gotcha. Okay, with the TBL, I mean, not the TBL, I'm sorry, the, um, the Spirits uh, with the St. Louis team, I have done that uh, for a few years, like three, I think about like three years. Um, so with that, even though they were an upcoming team, um, St. Louis is one of the cities that's very uh, underrated and slept on when it comes to talents. Um, I know you see in the NBA, you see Jason Tatum from St. Louis, Bradley Beer mm -hmm. from St. Louis, Ben McLemore from St. Louis, and Patrick McCall from St. Louis. So a lot of people um, that it's not talked about because we don't have the – I was going to say like the platforms or like the the media or just the the love when it comes to basketball but, but st louis is a tough grimy and just like get it out the mud like type of environment so it's a lot of people that's just like in my shoes that's trying to prove themselves that's trying to get to the next level and with the spirits they gave me that opportunity when i got back from mexico um so i appreciate coach cannon i appreciate um, just that organization, just for helping me. Um, I didn't even know nothing about the team when I first started. Um, so it's the ABA. So I had to get used to the, the type of ball we play with. I had to get used to the different rules when it comes to that and just meeting a lot of guys and doing a lot of traveling, playing people in different cities. And um, it's actually a lot of people that takes it like so much seriously, but it's a lot of people who really don't know that ABA is 
a professional team. And just with my experience with that, um, I got to cherish some loved ones, some friendships. And what I did with that team, um, even though it was mostly guards, you know, um, I really tried to make myself stand out as being quick, try to be um, a scorer and effective um, passer or defender. I just try to be a well all-around player. Um, as the years progressed, I know we made it to the Elite Eight, which they had the tournament um, a few years ago. It was um, in uh, the SLU area, and unfortunately, we got knocked out by the first round by a team. I think it was the Jackson. I think it was Jacksonville um, that we got knocked out by. They are one of the top elite teams at that time. So even though that was a new um, scenery on us. Uh, we still showed the world, showed the ABA that, you know, St. Louis is a force to be reckoned with. And right. so with that one, um, I did get a lot of, I mean, it taught me a lot of things. And no matter where you come from, you got, uh, when you see uh, Stephen Curry, when you see Clay Thompson, who didn't go to these big schools, or you got people, like you said, like, who, like Dennis Rodman, or, you know, any of these people who, went to these small time schools or went to an ABA. They went to a JUCO and they're doing, they did big things in the NBA. So it just um, shows that no matter where you come from, as long as you got the hard work, determination, the dog in you, you will get seen. Um, so with that transition, and when I heard about uh, the TBL, I found out through social media and I found out that it's a few people that's from St. Louis that, um, and different teams spread it out. Uh, I know I, I know one in Dallas, one in Arkansas, and um, I was asking him, and I was like, what is this TBL? He was like, oh, it's this new thing. A lot of people don't know about it, and it's the uh, stepping stool. It's a professional team. It helps you, you know, get contracts overseas, or it helps you, you know, try to get into the G League or just try to get you looked. So, you know, I tried to do my research. Um, I hit up uh, my mentor and I had him um, see if he knew any in scoop on it. Did some um, investigation and I'm just like, okay, I want to see what this is about. So when I looked up their schedules and um, that's when I found out that St. Louis will ha- will have this their first year when the season started. This would be their first year having their team um, in it. So I'm like, okay, let me give this a shot. I've been looking at their Instagram. I've been seeing how it's been people who oh, okay, they didn't, they didn't did a few years or one, I mean, uh, one season, two seasons, a few seasons, and they didn't got contracts overseas, they didn't got contracts to the G League, they got even contracts to the NBA. So, you know, when you see um, people getting these contracts, you want to, you know, it kind of raises the eyebrow, and it's like, okay, let me, let me check this out. Let me see if this really legit, you know, let me see if this really the goal to go, because, you know, in normal tradition, like, you go to high school, you go to college, you enter the mm-hmm. draft, you know, it, it, it was a certain way to do it. Nowadays, you got people going to, not going to college, going straight to the G League after high school or going straight overseas or whatever. Like now it's, it's a bunch of different platforms and moves just for you to get to where you need to be. Versus back then, me coming out of high school, that was it. You had to either go to a top, uh-huh. <laughs> a top D1, D2 school and be there for a year or two or some did the four years and then you was good enough, you enter the draft. So with uh, with the TBL and with the ABA, um, they gave guys that's like me who didn't have a chance or we had some personal stuff going on um, at home where we couldn't balance school and basketball or we had to not continue school, had to get a job, had to, you know, you know, had to do other stuff just so you can uh, make it uh, happen. And so with this TBL, uh, when I heard about the one at Arizona, uh, I didn't even know that uh, they was having, I don't know, I'm getting ahead of myself. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even know that they was even having tryouts so soon. So Mm -hmm. when I found out about it, I had to like literally get on it. And I've never been to Arizona. So going out there, and uh, trying to showcase my talent. Of course, you get the nervousness because everybody that shows up want to do what you want to do. Everybody want to earn a contract, try to take your spot or try to 
just get the opportunity. And it's a lot of people who don't even get the chance to get the opportunity. So being in Arizona, um, I didn't do as well as I wanted to the first one. Um, but at the same time, I still did good enough to at least uh, get some eyes on me. So at least I was good enough to, okay, now I have the commissioner's name. He has his eye on me. He knows who I am. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I gave myself time, went to the one in L.A. And when I went to the one in L.A., I was more prepared. I was more determined. I was I was really uh, ready to showcase my talent, and which I did, um, even though it was some returning guys who's already been there, who's came last season and all of that. So the level of competition uh, really made me lock in. And the TBL ball is different from the ABA ball. So it's a lot of different adjustments. (laughs) It did give me uh, some troubles because if your hand's slippery and if you touch that ball, it's it's, it's not happening. If if the ball is slippery, it's not happening. But um, I was grateful enough to do good and get the uh, call back for a second interview the following weekend. So um, I definitely took that as, okay, second interview, same team. Let me try to lock it in. So uh, with that one, uh, I remember this lady, she she brought her group of guys down there and some of them uh, was already in the TBL. So Mm -hmm. I'm starting to see that a lot of people that's either returning or been there, they have already, you know, played the season. So they already know what to expect, what to look out for. So me, I just tried to stand out. I tried to, you know, just be a dominant person. So with me, I'm, I try to be an all-around player, even though with me being 6'2", I'm, I'm a point guard. Even though I'm not the biggest, I try to be the quickest. I grab rebounds. Um, I can score. I can shoot the ball well. Passing. All of that, try to be a team motivator. So for big, for people who play sports, especially for people who knows me um, for basketball watch, it's the grind. And a lot of people um, don't know how hard it is when they speak from, okay, it's the little things that matter when it comes to conditioning, staying in shape. A lot of people think they're in shape and they're really not. Then when you're going against the level of a team where it's constant nonstop running, mm-hmm. you know, that right there alone tired people out. You can't shoot when you're tired. You can't play defense when you're tired. You foul when you're tired. And so with that, also being in the weight room, um, even though it's people in the NBA, John Moran, Trey Young, who's not that muscular built, but there's still their athleticism with John Moran, with the shooter and IQ with Trey Young. They know that size, it doesn't matter. It's the how, how big is the size of a dog in you. So especially being from St. Louis, you know, being in the Midwest, that's the mindset we have. Like, you can be the smallest person or you can not come from this big school, but it's how much heart you got. And that right there will open so many doors. That right there will get you looked the same because in this world, you got to have heart. It's not about how many times you get knocked down. It's about how many times you get back up. So with me chasing this basketball with the TBL and with me either trying to go back overseas or just still have the opportunity to chase my dream is how many times you get back up. It's how many times a lot of people is going to be in your ear saying, keep going, keep going. You know, it's never too late to give up. So me being uh, a self-motivator and me having the support system that I have, that's what that's what gets me going. So with that one, um, so it is a grind. It is a journey with this TBL, but I am hoping and I'm looking to land a contract, to land on the team, just waiting for someone to take a chance on me. That's all that everyone needs is someone to take a chance on them. So. <laughs> right. Listen, you're, you hit a lot of things on the head. So I can just end the interview right now because of everything you had just posted up there. But you, have to, you made a lot of good bullet points, though, because you're talking about playmakers, and, and we hear that. And, and, and the other thing, obviously, when you stayed there was opportunity. But I want to go back to the playmaker for a second because you're absolutely right. There are, and we've seen it, right? We've seen it on the street ball side of the house where you have some guys saying that they're playmakers and they talk all the hype they want to. And then what do they do? They show up at the courts and then there's no game. You know, and that would be like, you know, I've, I played basketball a while back 
but never to the point where I can tell somebody like, listen, let's take it to the court. If we take it to the court, I'm going to look ridiculous. I'm just being plain <laughs> honest yeah, as much as I possibly can. But the difference is because when you go to play, you, know, you do want to at least showcase what you do have. You don't have to be the biggest man. It's absolutely true. I mean, we we see it all the time. You got Spud Webb. Look how short Spud Webb was. Became <laughs> one of the greatest players ever, a basically of all time. And and he didn't worry about it. You know, he didn't have the muscle build. He didn't have the big legs. He didn't have all that stuff. So you're right. It's about how much you challenge yourself and how good you want to be. And going back, just like you were talking about as well, is that now you can come out of high school and you do have different avenues that you can approach, like the TBL, for example. So if you know that you're good enough, but you don't have the money, because a lot of times, a lot of people don't get those huge scholarships. You know, they don't get everything paid all the way through until they're able to make it into the pros. And so, and then some guys, they do start out, you know, they, you might get, you know, picked in the, uh, going to NBA draft eligible in your freshman year. We saw Allen Iverson do it. You know, and may not get that ring. You may have gotten it. You may have gotten to where you want to be. You just didn't get what you wanted exactly out of out of the NBA. Everybody chased that elusive ring. Now, I don't care if it's the NFL, Major League Baseball, NHL. Everyone is looking for that hardware, right? Because that's what you work hard for. So as long as your playmaking skills, you back them up when you come to the court. That's the biggest thing that any team is going to be looking out for. Because if just like you said, you're a strong point guard. You can rebound, you can shoot the ball well, and those are things, those are the key aspects they're going to be looking for. But if you make a shot and you turn around, you look at somebody, you point at them like, yeah, that was me, that's pretty much going to get your ticket out because what they're looking for, they want to see Paul Hill. What can Paul Hill do for whichever team? It might be Charlotte. It could be the Buccaneers. It could be any team. It could be Coco Bobcats. They just want to see what you have. And then as a teammate, what can you do with your not only ball handling skills, how you appear, you know, what you have on your social media? How do you come across to other people? If you have a teammate that you know he might be struggling or you might be struggling, how do you handle that? So all those things, just like you said, you when you put it all together, it's the toughest thing. In St. Louis, and I know because there's been a lot of players that come from St. Louis, it's almost the same attire like you have in Philly. Philly – Philly can make or break you. It's just that simple. A lot of players that play for the Eagles, that play for the Phillies, that play for the Sixers. Charles Barkley can tell you himself. He hated Philly. But when his career was over, when he got traded and went down to the Suns, it became a whole different story. And you talk to Charles today, Charles will tell you that Philly made him. It also broke him because at the same time, as he was trying to get better, the fans were trying to make him better, but he couldn't understand that. He couldn't put that together. And sometimes you will have a fan that will just heckle you to death. But you have to put in your in the back of your mind, like, okay, I, I know he's talking a lot of smack back there in that corner. Let me play my game. And then at the end, he might turn around or she might turn around because you never know because you have, you know, you have men ballers, you have female ballers as well. That's what I have the WNBA and, and that continues to grow. So being in that mindset, like you said, that you are challenging yourself for an opportunity to play with a team, but more importantly, because you are challenging you to see if you can make it. No one else can stop you except for you. So all those key bullet points that you brought, make sure you keep doing that because in that combine in Indiana in February, that's what everybody's going to be looking for. They want to see what Paul can bring to the team, what Paul can do for the community, and how much involvement you're going to end up having. So everything of what you stated is completely on point. And I appreciate that because a lot of times, you know, we can all, everyone has a great skill. Everybody, I don't care who you are. Everyone has one. It's just how you bring it across. Because again, if you are super cocky, no one likes it. You right. can go out to the court and play with your friends and you can be as cocky as you want to be. You know why? Because <laughs> that's what we're there for. We're all there to talk trash. I don't care if it's a game of horse because that's the whole thing. You're amongst friends. But when you're talking about doing something professionally, especially with the basketball league, you want to make sure you are showcasing what you're about. And in the same way, even if, if you just became a guard, you know, it's you have to learn the positions, find out exactly what's going to be good for you, and then keep it moving from there. So that it's very much appreciative of what you said. So being, you know, with, like you said, with St. Louis Spirit, and then you're talking about the different size of the ball, which I think a lot of people don't realize that as well. Same way in high school football, when you get to the pros, when you get to the college level, it's no different with the pigskin. It's completely different. So adjusting to that is probably one of the bigger transitions that you have to do other than obviously different playbooks. So right. if, if you can describe to everyone who may have not gotten that opportunity to play between high school 
like you were able to play with the ABA and then you tried out with the CBL. If, if you could explain just a little bit more the difference in ball handling and how much that changes your game as you're approaching a team. Okay. Um, so with me um, starting off, like even when I started playing, I could not handle the ball. You hear coaches and people saying, how can you create a shot? How can you do anything if you can't dribble the ball? So a lot of people claim, you know, it's different ways of being a point guard. Uh, it's not having the Kyrie handles. It's not being the athleticism like John Morant or Russell Westbrook. It's the IQ It's the IQ and getting your playmakers involved. So it's a lot. So when I look at it as, um, it's a lot, John Stockton. A man mm-hmm. who is one of the, the best point guards, Hall of Famer, but he hasn't had a ring. But it does not define him because of everything that he's done, like his assists, his steals, like his uh, his defense, his scoring ability. And he wasn't the biggest. He wasn't, you know, the strongest. But being able to control the ball and having that ball and you in sync, it's like dancing. It's like – it's like playing an instrument and it's like once you in sync and locked in, you got that ball on the string. And when you have the confidence of having that ability to, okay, I got the rock. I can do this. I can play, make this. I can get people involved. Here, set this screen. I'm going to alley you pass it or whatever the case may be. Being able to control the ball gives you so much confidence. And with being, with being in the ABA overseas, TBL, um, different rules because a lot of people, which like scouts and coaches look for, is defense. So if you have a, a guy that's guarding you or picking me up 94 feet the whole time, yes, he's going to test your ball handling ability. So, right. you know, a lot of people, it's not good with, uh, with the ball and they offhand. So if a guy or a player sees that, oh, your whole game is taken off. Now you, your mindset drops, and now you try to think about other ways to, okay, how can I not turn this ball over? Or a lot of people's confidence drop because, oh, he made me go to my left, and I'm not that strong, but me trying to prove a point, and I forced a turnover, and now when it's time to do it again, now I'm going to be hesitant. Now I'm going to be more cautious about what I'm doing. Um, so also with handling the ball, also another thing that goes with staying in shape. A lot of people can do – can have the AI, the Kyrie handles. That takes uh, that takes talent, but it also takes a lot of energy out of you doing all of that ball handling, dribbling through defenders, running around people, creating offense, passing. That drains you. So being in shape is most definitely, again, like it is so crucial and it's so important because you cannot, your game can never be shown if you're not in shape. So with ball handling, um, you got people like in the ABL, TBL, as soon as that ball goes in the net, the guy's taking the ball out. Ugh, we inbounded. We push it. But we trying to hurry up and get back before you can even set up on defense. You know, in certain areas, a lot of people, they are real locked in when it comes to defense. So if I know I have a person who I'm guarding and I know they don't like pressure, they can, they can be good with the ball, mm-hmm. but they don't, like, they don't like pressure. They don't like a person that's all up in them. They don't like a person that's just going to do a lot of reaching. They're so used to being relaxed and used to someone playing off of them. And when you attack a person like that, what that does, what that do? Destroys their confidence. So they're giving that ball up. They're forcing turnover passes. They're giving that ball out their hand. When versus you want to be like me, I look up to uh, Stephen Curry when he's constantly running. Him and Clay Thompson is constantly running. Even if uh, Curry got that ball in his hand, he's strong as his left and as is, but it's right. He can create so many moves. They have between the leg, behind the back, they're behind the back, left hand pass, or just whatever. Um, so back to John Stockton and even Magic Johnson, the way the playmaking with the no look passes and the way they just making the game look so easy to them. Simple setting the screen, being on Tony Parker and Tim Duncan, just a simple pick and roll. Like when you in sync with that, with the IQ, it just makes the game so much easier. So. Ball handling is a definite must because you cannot create a shot. You cannot get open. You cannot get your teammates involved. And you can't even stand out as a person if the ball is not in your hand. So ball handling is definitely is very important. 
All right, so a lot of good key points, and as you brought back some throwback names for and and for a lot of people who don't know exactly who John Stockton was, you guys need to, as it's said, I guess today, Google John Stockton. You'll see his game and the way it was played before, and you know, in and again, you're going back to Mike Johnson. You talk about Michael Jordan. You're looking at all these players that that we basically end up growing up with. At least, and I know for me because we saw that magical run the Chicago Bulls did right, and and these were you talk about Michael Jordan that was in North Carolina, and and there was at one point in time where North Carolina. I don't want to say they didn't believe in Michael Jordan, but they were as they were trying to build him up, mm-hmm. honing in his skills. He was having a problem within his own self, so it wasn't like he didn't know the game of basketball. They were just trying to show him here's the differences between what you learned in high school to where you are in the college level. And of course, then he went on, and and this is where it always comes full circle here because to me, MJ. Greatest of all time versus LeBron. LeBron, I know, is for you know today's modern era. But when it comes to MJ, because you can see how Michael Jordan, how long it took him to craft to be MJ 23. And then you add Scottie Pippen. I mean, you add that team. That run that they made, no one saw that from Chicago coming, especially from the Midwest, because he just wasn't one of those things. So when you talk about you're putting the teams together, ball handling, you know, being a great teammate, all that comes into play because now you take a look at, at Steph Curry out there with the Golden State Warriors, same exact thing. And mm-hmm. who came from that championship team? Steve Kerr, who's the head coach. So you talk when you put all these different parts together to make a great team, you're absolutely right because it comes down to ball handling. If you can't handle the ball well, then coach gonna be looking at you like, um, uh, so why'd you come here? Why are we playing? <laughs> Why are you wasting my time? And and I hate this, you know, to be, you know, to sound rude that way, but it's the absolute truth. Coaches are looking for guys that that know exactly what the position is. Then if they don't, it doesn't mean like if you're like you said you're a point guard, but he might think of you otherwise. So he might say, you know what, Paul, maybe you're not a point guard. Let's try you out over here. Let let's see what we can do with his other player position. And it's up to you to make that decision to say, well, you know, but I am a point guard. So if you keep believing that you are, but the coach is looking at you as something else. You may end up passing up an opportunity because he might be like, you know what, Paul? I, I I think I got your name right here, right? And that's the worst when you go to an interview. Like, um, so Mr. Hill, I, I have your information, and we'll be in touch. And then you walk out of here, I'm like, so did did I make it, or or was it one of those things? So it's always good that you do want to, you know, you represent yourself well. Did you bring it there? And and on top of that, as you brought up all these players, it's the same way. You, you take a look at their livelihood and then the way it came up, right? Some guys come with controversy. Some guys never got into any kind of trouble. And and they lived a good life. They enjoyed the NBA, may not have won that elusive ring, but they still made it to the NBA Hall of Fame because of the way they were. How they, you know, how they provided for the community, how they provided for the team. So I, I want to kind of go in, in that nature with you within your background. Because now, again, you're trying out for the TBL. And like everyone else, they're going to do their homework. They want to see what you have in your social media. You know, is there something maybe they don't agree upon? Because, again, what you put out there on social media, everybody knows it's out there forever. So if you put something out there that may not agree with everyone, someone's going to question you because they might bring you in and say, um, so Mr. Hill, we saw that you put this post here and we may not agree upon it, but I want you to explain just a little bit more so I can understand how you feel. And it might be an agreement or it might've been something that was so bad. It's like, so about that post. And that's, you know, it, it can go different ways. So I, I want, if, if you were looking out as far as for a team, whether being out in LA, it's St. Louis, maybe down, you know, in down here in Florida, what attributes can you bring from what your worth work ethics are compared to what you can do for that particular team? Well, first and foremost, I can definitely guarantee I can bring energy. It's a lot of people on and off the court out as far as being a teammate, as far as on the floor, I'm bringing energy. A lot of people, when you got the crowd involved and they're uh, screaming him, like screaming their name or just chanting, that brings energy. When people's yelling defense, when people is chanting, you know, pick up, block, like guard the ball, it gives you energy. So for me playing or getting the opportunity to play with these teams, one, I definitely bring energy. Second of all, I also bring hearts. There's a lot of people, like I'm going to take Draymond Green, I'm going to take uh, Kevin Garnett, I'm going to take Gary Payton. You got these guys who's are who's a dog when it comes to defense, who are 
I don't care if it's a loose ball, I'm diving for that. I don't care if that ball is, is uh, going out of bounds, I'm going to try to save that. I'm going to be as less selfish as I can just to get my teammates involved. So mm-hmm. I'm a great teammate, great motivator. I'm going to, you know, everybody got that competitive um, edge. So, of course, I want to win. So if someone is slacking instead of beating them down mentally or, you know, trying to tell them you need to do this, you 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 know, I'm going to motivate them. Hey, you might have turned the ball over, but let's get back on D. Let's, let's, let's get it back. Like, don't be scared. Okay, you missed a bad shot. We're going to, you know, keep shooting. We're going to get you the ball again. So a lot of us, we miss shots. We're not perfect. And when it comes to a lot of teams, like their their confidence and they get their head down because they're losing a game. And with the Golden State Warriors, I don't care if they down by thirty, you cannot count them out because if right. you think you, you if you think you got them, they are going to still play. They're going to still come back, shoot eight threes, and now they're back in the game. <laughs> and so I'm always going to be that self motivator. I'm always going to be that person that's going to bring energy. Also. Being an all-around player, like, I, again, I'm going to be the one that's uh, trying to grab rebounds. I'm going to be the one that's going to make the extra pass. Even though, to me, I do consider myself as a scorer, but I'm not going to say that I am that person that can score the ball at will. I will shoot if I have the open shot. I will shoot if it's a good play. But I am that person to be more of a teammate first than trying to get my shine on as an individual. So. Um, energy, um, heart, as far as being a great teammate on and off the court, and just like again, just bringing energy. And it's a lot of teammates and a lot of uh, teams who don't have that. And you know, a lot of people they get down on themselves. Oh, I made a turnover, so now they got their head down. No, I'm the one that's walking with you, tapping you on your chest, like keep your head up, get it back. It's okay, do it again. Like okay, you didn't make the free throws, you miss a blocking assignment, or whatever the case may be, you're going to mess up. But keep playing your game. You're not. You're, you're going to have games where you're going to not shoot as efficient as you want to, but you have Curry having bad games. You have a LeBron having bad games. KD having bad games, but what? They're still shooting. They're still going to do what they're good at because if they didn't do those things, then they wouldn't be here now. We all have them days we just play bad, but you got to keep doing you. Or even if my shot is not on, there's no excuse when it comes to playing defense. Every coach, every teammate or whatever, if you can't score, Play defense, get mm-hmm. the extra rebound. Like you know, that will go a long way. So, I, I could definitely be a more all-around player and just be a more a better teammate and a better energy level when it comes to being a teammate on and off the court. But if I can, if I opportunity to score the ball, I'm going to score the ball because I can shoot, I can attack the rim, I can do things that I I can dunk as well. So. There's a lot of point guards, like, even though I don't have John Morant hops, but if I have that lane and it, I'm by myself or if someone's at the rail, I'm going to try to posterize you. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so there's, a, there's a lot of things I can I can bring um, on the court. So with me being a have uh, a bubbly personality, I'm always laughing. Uh, I'm always smiling. So you're never going to see me bring no negative energy. So Anything I can do to uplift, motivate, bring energy, be accounted for, I'm going to do that. I don't care if I have to be the the mascot on the bench and I'm hyping the crowd out just to, for for you, for a teammate, just to, okay, I have hope, okay? They, they, they chant them, uh, our name. They're telling us don't give up. I will be that person. I will be whatever the team would allow me to be because we all have to play our role. So. No, and you're right because you bring up a lot of again a lot of good points you're bringing up because it's, it's listen everybody we've all played whether it be in video games whether you know we watched it we watched it on TV we always look at the one time when someone has a wide open shot right and what do they do they they might end up passing it off just because they just thought you know what it, and I need to be a teammate here and I know I can go up for this three and be just fine but you can see coming someone come right up the court pass it off and and they can go for an easy layup. You go for the three, they're going for two. So you're right because there there is times where if if you can you know if you can switch up and and roll up on the court, you know it it's great if you have that moment and you know you have the lane just like you said. The worst part would be is and no one wants in any team whatsoever. No one wants that one selfish player to be like he he doesn't pass. 
you know, we create a lane. He doesn't want the lane that was created. He wants to create his own lane. And and as far as when it comes on the defensive side of the ball, you're absolutely right because you could have, you can have the most off game that night. You could be 0 for 7 your first seven shots. But defensively, if you're helping out your team, you're right. It's okay. So that night, it may not be your night. But defensively, you still are helping your team to eventually win that game. So, again, that's, I'm trying to write down all these notes, right, that you keep saying. So the next time I, I see you up there in, in Indianapolis, we can talk, you know, talk about it some more. But, no, you're right because it, it's you got to motivate yourself and you hope to motivate you know everyone else on your team. And, and Lord knows when, when with the Titans last year, there was a couple games that the bench became alive. They understood, you know, what their assignment was, what their role was, because you have to get your team to bounce back. There was one game they were down by 32, and they came back to win it by one. They made a fourth quarter run that was ridiculous. Came back, ended up winning it, and, they, you know, in the, in the crowd that was there, probably the biggest crowd that we had that evening, everybody went crazy. Why? Because everyone played like a team, including from your head coach. And all he was just just – doing was push them, drive them, and make sure that they did everything they, they were supposed to do. And, and it's just like your social media handle. And by the way, for everyone, they can see up there on the screen, which is at the Paul, the Paul T.D. Hill, if I remember correctly, yes. right? And it's up there. And if you look at it, now, first of all, the, the frame shot you have up there for yourself, um, I don't know, GQ, whoever else is listening out there, if you guys are listening, all right, take a look at the picture, picture profile because the man can sport some clothes for you. But not only that, as you put that, it's very humble and determined and a passionate God warrior, right? So everything that you're saying follows what you do on social media. The worst part would be in interview that you say, yes, I'm Mr. Paul Hill and I can do all these things for you. But again, and that reason why I keep bringing up social media because I want people to understand is if you say who you are, what reflects upon you in that social aspect of the world, that's what people are looking for. And and everybody can go down to your Twitter handle and you'll see there's a lot of more positive things that you continue to talk about. And then there's other things in there where I see it. It was almost like the Paul Hill experience. I'm waiting for you to bust out with a video and just be up on stage and just talking to everybody like, welcome <laughs> to the Paul Hill experience. Let me explain to you what I'm going to do this evening. So, you know, but again, it goes to show you, who, it goes to show the person who you are. The same way, like you said, you're, you're a brand ambassador, right? And that's yes. important because when a team is looking for something like that, they, they're looking for that brand ambassador. What they want is to see who you are. What can you possibly do for my team? How can we get to that next level? And you may not be, it could be a possibility. You say, you know what, I'm a point guard, but a head coach might look, you know what, but he knows the game. He understands the game. How about if we make him an assistant head coach? And maybe just take away his ball handling skills, maybe just for six months. Let's try him on the bench. Let's see what he has. So you never know because there are different opportunities that can present themselves. And Or it could be just one of those nights that maybe the assistant coach went down. You know, he may have gotten the cold, the flu, whatever the case may be. You might have enough for them to say, how about we put Paul over here? Let's take Paul off the court and let's see what he can do. Maybe he can bounce his team back. Or you guys might be up but you know, by five. How can Paul help us to remain with that five-point lead so we end up winning the game? So, it, as, as again, as you're saying this evening, you're talking about motivating the team, what you can bring and everything else. It's all because of you, the person who you are. And that's what I wish and hope for when everybody looks for an opportunity, especially when it comes to TBL, bring you. Don't bring just your game, but bring you. Show them what you can do for them so they can see that potential in you. So uh, kudos to you for a lot of things you talk about because – also with, with amongst it, and I bring back your social media here for a second, because with the, what is it, structured DGI services or yeah. SIG services, right? Yeah, SIG. So, and, and I want you to kind of bring this into it as well because of your involvement with them as well. And I think that kind of adds to what you're saying on how you are as a person, because obviously to be a consultant, to be a brand ambassador, someone's just not going to word that to you. They're just not going to say, hey, Paul, I'm looking for a brand ambassador. I don't know anything about you, but here you go. Everyone wants to see what, what you have, what you can bring to them. So if you don't mind, and, and again, a plug for SCI Consulting here, but you know, talk about how that adds to your everyday life and then brings it to the court as well. So, yes, um, how you are on social media definitely presents yourself and a lot of people don't really understand or see the severity of it you can present yourself in person as this 
But then behind closed doors, when they go to your social media or they see you doing something else, and you like, hold on, I thought you said this, but then I see you doing this. So like, which one's the you know what I'm saying? Which one's the real you? Um, so with um my mentor Tony Alexander, I tip my hat off to him. He has been um, words can't even explain like the type of influence and guidance he has given me just um as far as building a brand. I didn't even know nothing about uh, Brandon Bassett uh, until he showed me. And I remember when I was coming up and they kept telling me like, oh, what is this? What is that? Oh, Paul, they have to build your brand. You have to, um, the way you carry yourself and present yourself, you never know who's watching. You never know who's going to see you and going to look at you and be like, oh, that guy, I like the way he carries himself. I like the way that he's not this type of person or he's doing so many positive, good things. We want to represent you. Um, it's times where even in job interviews, when you're you're going and this is who you present yourself to your, your boss, your manager, or whoever's give you, uh, giving you the job interview. And they're like, okay, he talks a good game. Okay, I like what I see. But then when they check your social media or if they search up your background or whatever the case may be, and the way you, you know, showing yourself on social media, it's a lot of things can be a negative way and that kills your job interview that kills people endorsements that you know you just never know especially the way social media is now Mm -hmm. like it can be the smallest things even when it comes to certain topics you know um the way people have to really be careful because you know a lot of people don't like being judged but a person or whoever they will look at your social media and judge you before they even get to meet you in person and that right there can be the bond the domino effect of your career or your branding and it's like oh i haven't even met you but just based on what i see when i typed your name man oh i already know what type of person you are and so they you know they kind of raise an eyebrow and be like how do you know anything about me you haven't met me oh but i'm going off what you put on social media mm-hmm. and a lot of things it, it kills scholarships it kills job interviews and you know, relationships, it, it kills so much. So the way that you represent yourself on social media, that plays a big factor. And being able to talk to the media, being able to handle yourself in a professional aspect. So that's why with um, Tony, he coaches me. He shows me, hey, you see how this person carries themselves. You see, this is what they talk about. You see people, okay, this is what, this is what you want to be. Instead of talking to talk, walk the walk. So you got to do what other people are doing. Do you see Curry uh, going out? Do you see him on social media partying, drinking, and smoking, and all of that? No, you don't see that. The way he, the way you carry yourself with his uh, endorsements and his businesses, you don't see LeBron, you know, going out and on social media doing anything negative that may mess up his endorsement or the NBA or himself, his family, whatever. A lot of things is. Uh, name shaming and a lot of people don't want to be put out in the world like that so I definitely uh, take this very serious when it comes to promoting myself, branding myself marketing myself and basically just just knowing how much of an impact it'll be if cool on social media this is what this is how it's supposed to be even though oh I did this or I did that this is not what needs to be portrayed to the world and it's not necessarily you're hiding yourself it's the simple fact of if you have someone, a coach, someone from a job interview, someone, I don't care if it's Amazon, I don't care if it's Mercedes, I don't care if it's um, whatever company, if they go up on your social media, what are they going to judge you as? This is what they're going to see. So when you look into the world, when someone else looks you up, this is what they're going to see. This is how they're going to look at you. This is how they're going to judge you. And you ask yourself, how do you want to be remembered? How do you want to be known? So um, I definitely... Um, still getting on the ball of that. Um, so with Tony Alexander, he's definitely helping me. And um, shout out to his company, his organization, and just for the uh, strategies and tools he gave me. Because without this, you know, with basketball, playing the game is half the part. Oh, let's see how you do in interviews. Let's see. Oh, if they if they ask a person, oh, you guys took a loss, and what did you do, or what what do you think, you know, what I'm saying you could do that could have mm-hmm. helped you guys bounce back. And as soon as you say the wrong thing, or as soon as you be like, oh, I'm name shaming a teammate or a player or whatever, you're gonna have people looking at you as like, oh, is he blaming you? Is that why he said you, you know, y'all lost the game? Or 
all. Is he saying that him being on the Lakers is not good enough? Is that why he lost? Like, a lot of people know how to twist words, so it's being real careful about what they're saying. And so I definitely take that very severe, and you just never know how the media or whoever's going to look at you based off your social media. So it's very cautious to know, like you said, once you post it, it's on there forever. Yep. Can't get rid of it. So. And that's it. The bad part is too, is that people are, they're quick, right? With your phone's down, you can take a screenshot before you couldn't do it. What you have to do, you have to go get your Polaroid, go get something else, put your phone up, take a picture, right? So now time's changed. So everything is quick. And by the time you go delete something and it could be, everybody knows you talk to your phones, right? Cause your phones now are supposed to be smart enough to pick up what you say. And a lot of times you could be driving, you could be doing something else and you send a message to somebody. Well, whether you have an Android or you have an Apple, everybody knows the words may not come out the way you say it. And you just like, you hear the replay back in your cart. That's not what I said. But if you send, send the person on the other end receives them like, well, what were you trying to say? So it's the same way on social media. Sometimes the way you express yourself it may not be the way you want it for it to come out, but you're right. Because when it comes to an interview, a post-game interview, and they ask, um, so, Paul, we saw that the game was okay tonight. What do you think was a little bit better? And in your mind, you already know, okay, I got to play this scenario out. And as I'm speaking, I got to make sure that the words that are coming out, I'm not throwing Don under the bus. Well, you know, I think I, I played pretty well and I could have had a little bit of ball handling or maybe I should have gone through that three. I should have given it to Don, but I don't think Don would have been able to make the situation any better. That's it. Right. Now, that's it. Now it's Paul was the greatest of all time, but Paul threw Don under that bus and under the Amtrak and threw him in the Greyhound, shipped him out on a ship, and that was it. And it's over. That's it. It's, it's all over. So you're absolutely right. All the key points. Listen, I, I want to bring this up as a training video to somebody and, and tell Tony he's absolutely right as far as the way he's training you because it's true. And it's a testament because I reached out to you on social media. And when I look for people as far as when I'm out there trying to see who likes to, you know, to be on the TBL, what their, you know, their aspirations are, it's you're looking around to see exactly what's happening, what people are talking about. I think the biggest thing is today is the political side of the house. Because everybody may not agree with what everyone's doing. So a lot of times, you know what? You may see something and read something and you just want to be quick. Like, let me send this out. Bam. Mm. Then you tend to forget that someone else is going to be looking at it and they're going to say, so Paul, I understand that you don't like this particular party. Could you explain why you don't like this party? And you may not be thinking about it because you'll be like, well, uh, uh, so I went out to the club last week. No, not that party. <laughs> this party. And so, and, and you're right, because you have to be careful on a lot of things that you end up doing. So you hit a lot of great points. It, if one night we'll have to have Tony on with us so he can talk about, you know, how you can better prepare yourself. Because, it, again, this is a cutthroat kind of world. Everybody knows that position you're going for, somebody else wants it. It's up to you and how you handle yourself. So Ed, coming into the interview tonight, you handle yourself in, in a – fantastic situation which i'm hoping other teams from the tbl will go back and see this replay and and make sure that the teams will reach out to so you can see exactly what's going on because again it's what you present yourself and how you present yourself paul and and a lot of times i think people miss that point it's great to have fun don't get me wrong if we had just a night on the radio that we want to talk about a range of topics it could be movies. It could be funny stuff and everything else that's when you can switch up that's a night that you know that it's just is it we're kicking back you know, we could have whatever, an imaginary drink, a virtual drink, whatever you want to call it, because everyone is just out to be loose that night. So it's a whole different scenario. But if you bring something and, and even the music that you choose, there's some videos that you can make and the video and the music that you choose. If you don't hear that song in, in its entirety, sometimes that can throw you off as well, because you might have put the best, you know, tryout video together. But that one particular song, someone might say, did you catch that one word that was in there? I, I don't know. Is, is that who he represents? And you may just like the beat. How many songs do we know that we hear that, man, it, that's got a good beat. It's got deep bass. I like that the way that the guitar soloist, the way he played, that violinist. I mean, you can bring so many different situations into it, and it's all upon how you make sure you follow through on everything you're doing. So, listen. Any team that's out there with a TBL, I will say this much. For this man, the way he showcased himself tonight on this interview, I want everyone to take a hard look and see what he's done, 
what he continues to do, and what can he bring to your team and your community? Because I think if you kind of pass up here on Paul Hill, call me crazy just for talking to him here within the last hour. I think you end up missing out. So the energy, the love that you're bringing, everything else, Paul, I hope nothing but the best for you. I hope when we meet up there in Indianapolis that teams can see everything that they see pretty much tonight on this, you know, on the show tonight. And and I hope, and I'll share it out as much as I possibly can, but I, I want people to understand that it's, it's, a gentleman and a person like yourself for people to understand in order to get to that next level, it's about you and what you brought tonight without even seeing your ball handling skills. I, I will applaud you because everything you said comes natural and it comes organic. There's nothing worse than to have an interview that you just want to tell the person what they want to hear. And you can tell just because of the person that you are, we've talked before coming on to the show. So, you know, everything that you're doing, keep doing you. Because you will make it, whether being in the TBL, which I'm pretty sure you will. But I want you to exceed even beyond what you are comprehending, where you are trying to understand, and where you want to be. So keep being you. Keep being Paul Hill. Because I, I want to see that Paul Hill experience. I see it on social media. I'm just waiting for the video to go along with it. So, But listen, Paul, I can't thank you enough for coming on tonight, for bringing that energy, especially on a cold night. Because you definitely heated up the studio here with you know all the words you brought I talk about teammates, you know, and, and everything else. So I hope nothing but the best for you. I hope the next uh, tryout that you come up to, hopefully LA will be like, mm, you know what? We can't pass on what it now because we saw what happened up there on Broad Street South. So maybe, maybe we need to start putting all the, the, you know, dotting the I's, crossing the T's and make sure that we got a good player here. And, and who knows, even back in St. Louis, the surrounding Midwest teams, take a look because I think this man has a good prospective focus on hand that can help out another team. So, before we close out the show tonight, I want to make sure that you put your social media out there so people can come check you out if they want to reach out to make sure they can get a hold of you and what you do, obviously, in your own corporate world. So, again, I appreciate it. Just thank you for having me on the show. Uh, for the teams that, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, showcase and just get the opportunity. Yes, like, I want you to see from this interview alone that I'm hungry. I am starving. So I'm really trying to uh grind and do whatever it takes just so i again to achieve my goal just le just least has the opportunity um so with the uh, the key elements that i've named and hopefully that right there can bring eye shine light to me before you get to see my game on the court which i'm gonna let my game do the talking on its own but again i was gonna say thank you for the opportunity um it was fun uh for my social media um so it's um uh the paul td hill uh on facebook and um as far as instagram it's um that underscore hooper underscore p wheezy um so that was just a nickname of mine that i just like but um so everything that i do as far as um basketball and that's me that's my life like that's a passion and like you say even if i'm not on the court i can be on the bench coaching i can be you know doing whatever just as long as i'm around the love for the game so and i appreciate it and yes look forward to seeing me in the future i'm going to more combines i'm uh, especially i can't wait to meet you in indianapolis so um hopefully just like you you like my interview you will like my game as well when it's on the court i hope everybody else will get to see it so again thank you thank you to the almost high and can't wait to see what the future holds Listen, I, I, I will be there and I'll make sure I'm as, as, so I'm going to take you to the streets out here. I'll make sure we're up there. I'm going to pimp you out. I'm just go out there and tell everybody, look, listen, do you know who Paul Hill is? You don't know? Give him five minutes. Just, just sit down. Let's talk for five minutes and, and see, because again, it's, it's what you stated and how you bring your approach. And that's more important than before you hit that court. Because again, there's going to be a night where everyone's going to be able to talk, you know, we'll sit around, make sure that everyone introduces one another. So that's a, that's a great part about it. But then once, you know, when it's game time, it's game time. And that's when everybody to take a look on the other side. So the interview side, the, I'm impressed. And, and that, you know, and that's that's the fun part about it. So I can't wait to see what you do on the court. But for everyone else, I hope uh, once again, TBL teams, please take a look. Even our friends up there in the north in Canada, even though it's much colder than it is down here at this point. But Nevertheless, you know, again, take a look at Paul Hill and, and reach out. I, I think he can do well for your team. And with that being said, I hope that everyone enjoys their Christmas this weekend. We hope that you are family and friends. 
And always don't forget the people that we've lost throughout the year and or throughout the years. Never forget that they're always with us. And also say your prayers to God because, again, without God in your life and that spirit and that being, nothing happens. Or if it does, it's twice as hard to get there. So never forget that. And Paul, thank you so much. I appreciate you. And uh, for everyone else, we will see you, I guess, after the holidays. Enjoy the rest of your evening.